G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We do love a Tuesday, a Tuesday being the opportunity we take each week to get an idea of the breaking news headlines as they're happening in the nation of Israel and as they happen around the Middle East and around the world as they impact on the nation of Israel. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again overnight. Back with us. Hello, Ron Ross. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's talk through some issues in the headlines. The Palestinian Authority and Jordan are expanding their alliance in order to torpedo the U.S. peace plan. How does this story look? Well, the Palestinians and the Jordanians have set up this joint council for the administration of the Temple Mount and other Muslim holy sites in Jerusalem in an effort to preemptively torpedoed the advancement of U.S. President Donald Trump's regional peace plan. Yoni Ben Menachem, a veteran Arab affairs and diplomatic commentator for Israel Radio and TV and a senior Middle East analyst for the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, revealed this information over the weekend. Ben Menachem told the Hebrew Daily, uh, Israel Hayem, that the move constitutes a violation of the Oslo Agreement and seriously harms Israel's sovereignty in Jerusalem. Senior Fatah officials confirmed that cooperation has been accelerated ahead of the peace plan, which Trump said he will reveal shortly after the April 9 elections in Israel. A senior Palestinian source told Israel Hayem that the establishment of the Joint Council is a practical step derived from the understandings reached by Jordanian King Abdullah and Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas in August last year, following the crisis of the electronic security monitors which Israel erected on the Temple Mount after two Israeli police officers were killed in a shooting attack. The first steps were taken only days ago, and the uh, report... Uh, will soon develop. Ron, a significant development at a Middle East summit where Arab ministers have defended Israel's right to attack Iran. And they've also downplayed the Palestinian issue. Yeah, that's amazing. First time for years, the Palestinian issue hasn't been priority one for the Arab leaders. But this was a major Mideast summit in Warsaw last week. And the Arab leaders said the Iranian threat is the region's most pressing challenge, dismissing the Palestinian issue and its relevance in comparison. Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office released a video of a closed meeting in which senior Gulf Arab officials supported Israel's right to defend itself, played down the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and described Iran as the greatest threat to regional peace. Now, behind this story, we have to understand there's Sunni Muslim Saudi Arabia and Shiite Muslim Iran. And the Sunnis and Shia 
really do hate each other. But that video provided a glimpse into the behind-the-scenes ties the Israeli leader has built with the Arab world, but which are rarely seen in public. Uh, quite a major development. Let's turn our attention to the United Nations, typically taking anti-Israel stances on so many issues. And now a watchdog has warned the UN is to release record numbers of anti-Israel reports next month. How does this story unfold? It's interesting that the timing comes at the same time as the Israel federal elections. But the United Nations Human Rights Council is set to launch an unprecedented assault on Israel next month, including releasing uh, a series of reports singling Israel out for alleged war crimes and human rights violations and a thinly veiled call for a boycott of the Jewish state, the watchdog UN Watch said. The UNHRC will meet on March 18 to discuss the findings of an investigation led by a former aide to President Jimmy Carter, Santiago Canton of Argentina, into the Israel Army's use of lethal force in the weekly riots along the Gaza security fence, in which 190 Palestinians were killed, dozens of whom the Hamas terror group claimed were its own members. The bloody riots, which were billed as peaceful protests, included infiltrations into Israeli territory, launching incendiary devices into Israel, burning tyres, hurling stones and Molotov cocktails at IDF troops, and sniper fire that ended in the death of one soldier and the injury of another. According to a UN official who spoke anonymously to Israel's Channel 12, the report will likely charge Israel with war crimes and crimes against humanity. Uh, there's all sorts of controversy everywhere you look. Let's turn our attention to some of those things that most of us here in Australia can't understand, uh, that payments would go to the family of terrorists, uh, where now payments to terrorists have cost the Palestinian Authority $138 million and Israel withholding tax revenue. How does this story look? Well, I've just been updated just a few minutes ago. Uh, the Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas announced that his regime will refuse all tax revenues Israel transfers to the Palestinian Authority if Israel deducts the amount the P Palestinian Authority uses to reward terrorists. The announcement arrived after the Israeli cabinet on Sunday announced that they will deduct 139 million US dollars this year from tax funds that would otherwise be transferred to the terrorists. According to Palestinian Media Watch, this sum does not include the Palestinian Authority's financial rewards to families of dead terrorists, the so-called martyrs, or to wounded terrorists. The deduction will be made in 12 monthly portions of approximately $11 million a month, almost 42 million Israeli shekels. Earlier this month, Abbas declared that if Israel follows through with the announced deductions, he will refuse to accept the remainder of the transfers, which are funds for the Palestinian population. Uh, by my estimates, that means he'll reject something like $2.2 billion. These taxes collected by Israel account for approximately... 
50% of the Palestinian Authority operational budget, and uh, they'll be rejecting that. And the Palestinian Media Watch believes that Abbas intends to try and use the tactic of impoverishing the Palestinian population to put pressure on Israel internationally. Uh, It sounds unbelievable, uh, and yet it does make sense when you describe the way that is looking. But uh, I think I can hear in your thoughts there as you relay that story, Ron, uh, that ordinary Palestinians are being dreadfully hurt by the idea that the Palestinian Authority might be insisting on continuing payments to families of terrorists. And so that sounds so... We've got to understand that in the Muslim world, the state is more important than the individual mm, mm. and uh, the Arafat we could go back to him and he used to say that they would eventually win uh, because Israelis love life uh, whereas death is not a problem for Muslims mm. well let's tackle another story one that so many of us will be impressed to hear because we love the story of uh, the children of Israel uh, taking the promised land and of course one of the biggest earliest victories was of course the walls of Jericho falling down only to be followed by a battle that was one of the biggest defeats in the city of Ai and now Ron archaeologists may have found the Old Testament city of Ai how does this story look? No, amazing story Dr Scott Stripling and a team of archaeologists say they may have found the location of AI. The team, the Associates for Biblical Research, has been excavating the site for over four years. Uh, 14 years, that is. He said there were 14 years of difficult digging with an eight-year hiatus due to the Intifada, Stripling said, referring to the Palestinian uprising against Israel. We suffered from constant vandalism but we persevered and did an excellent job of excavating. The city of Ai was a Canaanite city described in the book of Joshua, where the city was ambushed by Joshua and the Israelites. Previously, archaeologists and historians have thought that the ruins of the city were near El Tel in the West Bank. However, Stripling's team is claiming that the city was located at Kerbet el Marketeer. Stripling said the biblical description of the Israelites hiding in a dip could be presented could be present-day Wadi Shaban, which is just west of the ancient city of Ai. Stripling is expected to publish his findings of what he calls compelling evidence later this year. This gives us a regional perspective, an overview of what was happening in the highlands of Israel in antiquity, he said. We can see transitions in the culture. Stripling said he's a Christian, and his work has bolstered his faith. He said, my work in archaeology in Israel has affected me profoundly as a believer. I already believe in the Bible, but as the years go by, I've seen hundreds of examples of synchronization between the material culture we are excavating and what we read in the text. This is a constant reminder that there is a God and he left a record of his work in history. 
Amen to that. Amen to that. And uh, may, well, those archaeologists continue to make amazing discoveries. Ron Ross, always so good getting your update. Thanks so much for looking through and scouring the headlines overnight. Appreciate the way that you are able to bring to life the issues that are happening in the here and now for those things that are going on in the land of Israel where God's chosen people have made that return. Absolutely wonderful. Ron Ross, thank you so much for talking to us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.